This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome back to Pagan's Witchy Corner. My name is Pagan. Hope you guys are having a great week so far. Uh, or if this is the start of your new week, I hope that your new week coming up is also a great week for you. I have had an interesting week. My MS has not been playing very nice. It does not like the summer for some reason. Uh, something to do with the heat and all that. And it's also been a really stressful year. So, well, it's actually been a stressful year and a half to say the least. But I came here to tell you guys today about a book that could not have come at a more perfect time for me. And this book is Anatomy of a Witch by Laura Timothy Zakroff. It's Anatomy of a Witch, A Map to the Magical Body. Uh, again, that's by Laura Timothy Zakroff, the author of We of the Liminal, and the foreword is by Christopher Penzak. So this book was exactly what I needed and it couldn't have come soon enough. This book I feel like is something that everybody can resonate with because I think to a degree when it comes to our magical practice, yes we meditate, yes we try to do good things for our body, we try to take care of ourselves, but I think that sometimes we put the mundane of the physical body and the magic almost in separate camps. To a degree, not not wholly, but to a degree, I feel like we do. And I feel like that there's still a disconnect between the two. And this book really came at a time when I was not, I was feeling the spiritual connection with my spirit, but with my physical body, I was really disconnected. I... I often don't feel good because of my MS. My MS makes it to where I sometimes just feel like absolute crap. And I feel like sometimes, even though I am taking good care of myself, or at least trying to, that that really inhibits a part of my magic and a part of my connection to my magic. And I really resonated with Laura. She did a ritual that kind of came similar to this book. I think it actually came out of this book. I would have to double check that for you. But I did that. She did it at the Waking Persephone event that she hosted. And it was this connection to your body, connection to your breast, connection to the witch's lungs, witch's heart, and the serpent, and connecting all of those in between with, you know, touching your sky bunnies, petting your wall cats, and reaching for your ground ferrets. So if you'd like to know more about that ritual, it is in the book. It is. Uh, there's beautiful illustration to go along with it. And it was 
wonderful. It was kind of the first taste of anatomy of a witch that we really got. And Laura had come on Chaos and Shadow, our sister pod, my sister podcast that I'm also a host on, on the Revelator Network. And she had really teased this book, like really teased, like, we're like, how can we wait this long for this book when we need it right now? And we did. And when it came out, it, it was sneaky the way it came out for me. Um, not sneaky, like in a bad way, just like the time snuck up on me and I didn't realize that, oh, hey, it's already release date. And here it is. So luckily we got to, Kyle and I both got a copy of this. He's still working his way through it. I have finished mine. Uh, the book is available at all major bookstores. It is available in audio format, Kindle format, and also in paperback. So this is your first notice for me to tell you to go buy this book because it is wonderful. And I'm going to tell you exactly why I found it to be completely wonderful. We're going to break it down in a little bit, but I'm not going to give you too many spoilers because I want you to go read this book for yourself. I want you to dive into it and really connect with your body, with your magic, and with the absolute multitudes of nuggets of wisdom that Laura has put into this book. If you have read Weave the Liminal, which is the number one book that I recommend to new and seasoned practitioners. So when somebody says, what's the book that you recommend? Weave the Liminal is right up there at the top. I think followed by Psychic Witch. Well, Psychic Witch is going to get bumped to number three. This one probably is going to end up being number one, followed by Weave the Liminal. And I love all of Laura's work, but I think that by far this is the best book she's ever written. It was stunning, visually stunning, not just with the artwork, I'm talking about just the words and the wisdom that she bestowed upon us with this book was stunning. And the book takes you through a journey, not only to get to know your body and to work with the magic within your body, but it also takes you on a journey through tarot actually. She connects the tarot to different parts of this book, which A, as a tarot reader, I never would have put the two together, but it really did fit. And it fit in such a way that made me go back and really want to kind of get to know my tarot decks and their messages in a new way. And I love divination, all the forms. They're there's many forms I read. I read runes. I read tarot. I read oracle. I read Ogham now. Uh, I will be reading crystals soon. They're the crystal and stone sets, which I learned through a different book, which we're going to talk about later in a different episode. Uh, we're going to do a review on that one as well and hopefully have that author come on the show. So uh, hopefully Laura will also come by as well. Uh, <laughs> but the beautiful aspects of this book is the fact that there's so much that we can learn from individual systems in our body. And Laura starts to take us through these systems. She starts with the witch's lungs, which is obviously your lungs. Pretty self-explanatory. But she talks about the just breath and working through that and how connecting with our lungs and different ways that are somewhere between the crossover from mundane to magical and bringing the magic into the mundane. It's kind of like this two-way highway with the way that she builds up this book. 
where you're taking something that seems so simplistic, your body, your lungs, your breathing, and turns it into something absolutely gorgeously magic. And as you work through these exercises and you're building and you're connecting and you're learning and you're growing, you'll find, at least I did, I found that every journal prompt, every ritual, she doesn't call them rituals, she calls them rituals, which I love, um, was just each one builds on each other. And they build this deeper connection, not only to my magic practice, but to myself, to my body. And it was incredible. Usually when I, I do a book that I'm going to review, I read the book cover to cover, get the gist of it. And then in my own time, I will go back and I will work through the exercises. Because if I did that, it would take me a year and a day to work through all of them, to be fair. Because between the way that my brain works and sometimes life works, I can't work through a book cover to cover. Um, because it takes me sometimes a little bit longer with the exercises. After I read this book, I read this book um, probably about two weeks roughly. Um, and that's, you know, if I was to actually sit down and read, it, I could read it in a day, but it was, I'm going to read 10 pages here, 10 pages there and it, it, with life and everything. It took me a bit, but after I finished reading it and I, I'm actually, I'm going to back up just a smidge. While I was working through this, I knew that this was a book that I needed to actually work through all of the pieces, all of the rituals, all of the uh, journal prompts, exercises, you name it. I needed to work through them. I knew I did. And some of them made me actually stop. And I did work through a few of them. That was one of the reasons why it took me a little bit longer too, because I just, I had to, like, I felt that call <laughs> to do it, to work through it, to make sure that I was taking care of myself in this process and connecting with it. And as I worked through everything, I really found that I was very much enjoying all of these little tidbits that you got to do. And like I said, usually I will go back through and work through them on my own time. And that way I can take the time and do it. But usually because life, distractions and everything else happen, sometimes I will forget to go back and work through a book for about six months. Six months has been like my longest average of going back. And this one, it was immediately after I finished. I, I had to start the work through it immediately afterwards. And I have, and I'm still working through it. I'm still working through all the exercises. I I love everything this, this book is teaching me. Not only about myself, but like it's so much self-discovery through this book. And through witchcraft, I feel like we have a very high degree of self-discovery, but this one, I don't know, maybe just for me, because being a person who's chronically ill, there is that disconnect, like I was saying before, with the body and the magic, where you're trying to separate out the ick, as I call it, um, my MS, my my chronic illness, away from my magic, because... I don't want it to taint it, but that's the weird mindset of my brain that, that doesn't actually play out. That's not something that's a, a thing, but my brain has convinced me to a point 
subconsciously that that was a thing. And this book made me realize that's not real and brain, you made this up. This is not a real thing. This is not something that you need to be concerned with. Your magic is you, your body is you, and they work together simultaneously. And every ounce of this book, I literally cannot say this enough, every ounce of this book moved me in such a way and worked through me in such a way that I feel more connected to my practice after reading this book than I have in quite a long time. I felt connection to my practice prior to it, and but now it's kind of like being at the very beginning when everything is exciting and everything is new because I feel like it unlocked doors for me. So as I work through this, I work through the witch's lungs obviously read that and then the it talks about you know breathing and connecting with your breath and how breathing in the magic and can change you and how it's so different that the the breath can affect the voice even like your throat chakra if you're somebody who works with chakras you don't think about breath working with the throat chakra or at least I never did and for me, it was one of those things of those two are very connected. The lungs and the, the throat chakra were very connected. And I've had always had a lot of issues with throat chakras. And that has to do with long past that we're not even going to get into because we don't have that kind of time. <laughs> so, um, but ultimately, this was just a beautiful way to start this one because I feel like you know naturally you'd think the progression would be starting with the brain and you know the mental stuff but no because we breathe in life we breathe in the magic and it without breath we kind of cease to exist so it was a very natural place to start her book in my opinion and then we moved to the witch's heart the witch's heart I used to dance daily and I kind of gave it up for a while because, you know, I wasn't feeling great. And then I just fell off the wayside. The Witch's Heart chapter really resonated with the aspect of me wanting to dance again. And I think actually after I read that chapter, I think I actually did get up and dance for a while. Because it really connects you to your heartbeat, to the literal rhythm in your body and the blood that flows through you. And we all know that for magic, blood is very powerful. And it's very powerful in magical workings. But the connection that I made with it was that there was a large part of that, that the blood that's th flowing through you is just as magical within you as it is without, you know, if you were to apply it to a spell. So, which is hard, great chapter. But I think all-time favorite chapter was probably the chapter on the serpent, which comes next. And the reason for that is I, I feel like my serpent and I were, I wasn't giving it enough love and attention. I kind of tend to ignore a lot of my guts because I have a generalized anxiety disorder. And with generalized anxiety disorder, the world can end at the drop of a hat in my brain because that's how it works anything can trigger it and 
So that can be something that can make your gut very unhappy. And I'm not talking just digestive issues, that's part of it, but also it can make it to feel like you always have that knot in your stomach, like your serpent is constantly hissing. And for me, it made me realize that there was a large connection with not only working through the anxiety of my brain, but working through the serpent inside me as well. So this chapter really, really resonated with me. And made me realize, okay, I need to spend some time working with the serpent. And I need to spend some time working through this. And helping my serpent be less hissy. (laughs) Of terms, if that's a terminology we want to use, less hissy, that's a way to to put it. But it was beautiful. It's absolutely stunning. And once you get done working with the serpent and you move on to the next chapter, you have the witch's bones. And the witch's bones are your traditions, your foundations. And Laura really talks about working with the ancestors and their connections through your bones. And yes, we do love our bones as witches, as she says. But the interesting thing about this is, for me, I I have never connected working with my ancestors with working with my actual skeletal system. And this was one of those moments where I loved her connection to that because it's sometimes working with the ancestor seems a little not tangible, at least in my mind it does, because I, I'm not very good at it. I'm still learning how to do it and work through it. And that's, that's part of me. I'm not great at it. Um, but I'm learning. So, because as witches, that's what we do. We learn, we grow. And this was something that was more tangible for me. Because I'm very science-based in a lot of ways. I could take the tangible aspect of the science of the DNA that is literally in your bones and make it be like, okay, this is something that my brain can wrap around now. Which is so funny because I can work with deities, no problem. But ancestors, I I have like a mental disconnect with. But that's, again, a whole nother story. (laughs) So... After you get done working with your witch's bones and you work with your ancestors and you work with all of those places and connecting and building that foundation from there, she also has a beautiful thing that talks about broken bones and the broken bones section is very interesting because it talks about being disconnected from our magic or having something not work properly. And I felt like that that was a really important section in that chapter. So If you're somebody who's feeling a little disconnected or something isn't working right, go check out that section. Actually, just read the whole book. Trust me, just read the whole book. But that section might really resonate with you. Uh, Chapter five is The Weaver, That's Your Mind. And every time I was reading this chapter, it was like, I don't like spiders. Spiders are not, I'm not a fan of them. But I kept visualizing spiders and spider webs. And through the whole chapter, but it was really a wonderful chapter because of the fact that it shows you the different ways to be connected with your weaver and how to connect with your mind in different ways to almost heal it as well. Like this was also a really important chapter for me as well because of the generalized anxiety disorder 
because I want to work towards improving the connection not only to my magic but also with my body and learning more about my body to help heal it in all the ways. So I felt like that that was a very important chapter for me. Um, then from there, we move on to a chapter, again, that was very important, and that's loving your magical body. I kind of feel like as a society, we have lost a lot of touch with the ability to give ourselves self-love. Everybody talks about love yourself. Do this for yourself. Take care of yourself. But I think sometimes that we forget that connecting with the weaver, the brain, and then loving your body, that those can't be disconnected from each other. Part of taking care of yourself, in my opinion, is working with that weaver and helping heal those connections so that you can truly relax, truly be at peace, truly be okay. And loving the magical body in all of its forms Sometimes body dysmorphia is a big thing and it can really affect a lot of individuals. And Laura talks a little bit about some of that in her book. Um, but for me, I feel like self-love is something that we all talk about doing, but a lot of times, sometimes we don't know how to do it. And learning how to love yourself, even through the bad times, even through the times where you can't find one good quality, I feel is really important. And her book really, to me, speaks volumes about loving yourself, loving your body, loving who you are, no matter what you look like, what you, what you sound like, what you look like, who you are as an individual. That, to me, is also a huge part of our magic, because I feel like we you know, as we're working through our bodies and making our bodies also just as connected to our magic, we are losing parts of ourselves by not loving ourselves. And yes, sometimes it's very hard to do that. And I'm not saying it's an easy road, but her book really, it just moved me to remember that it's okay. It's okay to love yourself, to be who you are and to be who you're supposed to be whoever the universe designed you to be, no matter what you look like, all of that. So that's a really important chapter that I feel like everybody should pay attention to because, yes, as you work through working through the magic in your body, you also have to love the body that you have, the, the body that your spirit is housed in. And it, it's kind of like if we all um, were given an old house, you wouldn't want to keep it dilapidated. You would want to improve upon it and make it better even if it's just little by little so super important chapter and then finally we have the last couple of chapters of the book which is touch the sky and kiss the earth these are also beautiful chapters um that wonderful ritual that talked about um that i mentioned in the waking persephone review of here, sky bunnies, wall kittens, and floor ferrets. If you guys remember that, um, go check it out if you haven't. But it was such a fun, beautiful ritual. The ritual's in her book. It's right there in this chapter. And that's chapter seven. You guys can go do that and check it out. It was wonderful, as always. 
And finally, tending your cauldrons. Um, I'm sorry, there's two other chapters beyond this. Uh, the tending your cauldrons. The cauldrons is something that I was introduced to through Matt Arnn's book, Psychic Witch. And that's, and I believe it was also in Storm Fairy Wolf's uh, book, The Forbidden Mysteries of Fairy Witchcraft. And it's in some ways similar a little bit to the chakras, but it's also very different. So I can't say that they are one and the same. They are two different things. But if you're looking for something that's kind of similar, it is a little bit similar, but not quite. Um, I recommend definitely read the book, read up on them, because I'm not going to have the time or the ability to explain them in the fullness that they are. And keeping your cauldrons balanced is one of those things that's really important to us, I think, as human beings, but also as witches. So definitely check that out. And that book, chapter, chapter eight, Tending to Your Cauldrons, really talks about this. It talks about all of the different ways to take care of your body, to cleanse yourself, and all that good stuff. So definitely check that out. <laughs> Excuse me. And finally, we have chapter nine, which is Home Within the Temple. And this chapter really does kind of wrap it up, but it also shows you ways to take care of yourself and to how to be a witch and how to just be you. And her book just wraps everything up perfectly. So I would say if you're going to start out on the path of witchcraft, this is the book I recommend first. If you're somebody who's been away from your path for a while, come back with this book followed by Weave the Liminal. If you're a seasoned practitioner and you would just like to connect more with yourself and your body, read this book. <laughs> so this book truly is a book I firmly believe should be on everyone's shelf and should be on every witch's to read list or has read list. Like I said before, this is probably the best book that Laura has ever written in my opinion. And if this is how her work is going to continue to be, that every book is going to be so much better. I cannot wait for her next one, whatever it may be, whatever comes down that road. But if you're looking for a way to connect more with yourself and your magic, this is the book that you need right now. Go buy it. Support your local book bookshops. I can't English today, you guys. Goodness, I'm so sorry. Support your local bookshops. Support. If you can, can't support local bookshops, like you may live in an area where that's not feasible, you can also order from Llewellyn.com. Finally, last but not least, you can support Amazon. It's okay. Uh, Amazon, in my opinion, is not the best one, but I do believe that if you can, support local and then go down the line. So... Please go check this out. You guys will have some links to everything listed below in the show notes. And we will definitely talk more about this in the future. So thank you guys so much for listening. This was absolutely wonderful. Uh, please go buy this book. It was amazing. And work through it. Learn about your bodies. Connect with your bodies. Connect with your magic. And I promise you, it will be absolutely amazing. So... 
If you guys want to know more about Laura, there are lots of interviews over from Chaos and Shadow with her, and you can check those out at revelatornetwork.com. And I will talk to you guys all next week. Look forward for another upcoming review as well on the... I have to get the book title because I don't know quite off the top of my head. A Curious Future, a Handbook of Unusual Divination and Unique Ocular Techniques by Kiki Brombrowski. And that is also a fantastic book, but we will talk about that in a later episode. And I hope you guys have a great Sunday and we'll talk soon. Bye, everybody. Bye.